hope you guys are all celebrating some big adulting milestones this season. And you know what? Finding the perfect gift for those celebrations can be kind of tough. I have the solution over at grownupgear.com. We have adorable hats, totes, mugs, pillows, tees, and seriously, the most cozy and comfortable sweatshirts. They're all on grownupgear.com and all at affordable prices. We even now have digital gift certificates. If you can't decide, use code GROWNUP for 15% off your first order. Buying from our small business helps to support this free podcast. And you know what? We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. When Sarah mentioned the donut wall, like was going to get thrown in, that boy's eyes lit up. Like he couldn't have been happier had she offered him a million dollars, I think. He was just so thrilled he was going to get the donut wall. You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grownups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grownup. And you know what? When it comes to money, being a grownup is hard, but together we've got this. Hello, my grown-up friends. So as you heard in that cold open, Instagram-worthy show-stopping stunts like a donut wall at a wedding are a big part of what makes the Netflix series Marriage or Mortgage binge-worthy TV. And if you don't know what a donut wall is, well, go do that quick visit to Instagram. It'll tell you all you need to know. On each episode of Marriage or Mortgage, a couple with a limited budget, usually around $30,000, meets with each of the show's hosts, wedding planner Sarah Miller and realtor Nicole Holmes, who show them what each option would look like within their budget. And yes, it is a contest. And yes, the hosts are competitive. They are out to win over the couple who have to make a choice. And the two hosts pull all kinds of stunts from customizing and staging homes in very personalized and eccentric ways to, yes, donut walls for weddings. And by the way, that was a big thing for that guy. Anyway, beneath all the icing on the cakes, marriage or mortgage actually has a very serious financial learning premise. What would you do if you literally could either have a home to start your married life in? or a wedding where you have all your friends and family celebrating a huge adulting milestone in your life and creating a lifetime of memories, especially after this year that we've had when we really treasure those memories. Gut reaction among you guys, I bet it's probably the house. That was my knee-jerk reaction too. But take a step back and think about how our culture has evolved. What about all that talk about experiences over stuff? Isn't a wedding where all the people you care about and love share an incredible experience? Isn't that important? And a home is not always the best investment, let's face it. And in fact, many people don't want to own a home and renting has become a popular choice. Home ownership, by the way, can have a lot of hidden financial unwelcome surprises. See, you see, it does get a little complicated and there are definite parts of the show that reflect a weird experiment in behavioral economics. Can you tell? I love this show. On that note, here are the hosts, Sarah Miller and Nicole Holmes. Sarah Miller, Nicole Holmes, you are both financial grownups. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. 
This is such a get for me because I am a super fan of both of you and your Netflix hit show, Marriage or Mortgage. First of all, congratulations on all the success and the buzz this is getting. Thank you so much. We love it. We love it. Thank you. I did my homework. You were both cast on the show, so you did not come up with the original concept. What was it like when they first came to you and they came to you individually with this concept? What was your gut reaction? This is Sarah. I loved it. I honestly thought it was kind of fake at first. I was like, am I getting scammed? Like what's going on here? Because I've never been on TV or any of that kind of stuff before. So it was surreal to me. But yeah, after they really pitched it to me, I loved it. It's just what I do every single day without, you know, just with cameras added to it. So I signed on immediately. I loved it. This is Nicole. And I was on board from the get go with such a great idea. I was a little hesitant, not knowing how they would edit you and things like that. But I am blown away with the editing skills and how amazing the show looks. I'm super excited about all of it. The show teaches so many financial lessons, budgeting, making tough financial choices, money values. What is your money script? A lot of people would say, tell us about what you've learned in listening to all of the people on the show that kind of makes you think, how have you guys evolved through all of this? This is Sarah. So I think it's, it's just, You have to listen to your clients. I mean, this is something, again, that Nicole and I both do in everyday life. So it's we're trying to fill somebody's dreams and trying to, you know, expand their budgets and really give them the utopia of what they're looking for. So I think with the show is just the biggest part was us listening to really what was important to them, you know, and trying to bring that to reality so they could actually have a hard time choosing either the house or the wedding. This is Nicole. It just reminded me about when I was younger and didn't make the smartest financial decisions because we have some fairly young couples on the show and that did choose wedding. And I just saw myself in their eyes. Like I knew I get it because I was given the option when I was getting married the first time. My dad said, are you sure that you don't want to take this chunk of money and put it on a down payment on a home or have two really nice cars in the driveway or, you know, or whatever. And I was like, no, daddy, I have to have my big day. (laughs) So now uh, twice divorced and 47 years old. And now that I'm in real estate, I just cringe at how much money I could have made had I actually put it down on an asset rather than just like a day. You guys both bring a lot of life experience to the show. And one thing that I love is that you don't judge. You know, Nicole, you just talked about your own life experiences, your own really important money story. And yet you hold back a little, you give them some room. Is that hard? What's that like? It is hard. I want them to do the smartest thing financially that I think is the smartest. And then we've got Sarah thinking, you know, they need to invest in these memories. And so I always say this, this in almost every interview, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So all I do, (laughs) all I can do is present the best package possible, show them, you know, the best houses, hit all of their top wishes and wants and hope that they make a sound investment in land or a house. Nicole doesn't hold back, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're both really good about managing expectations. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because people, these many of these couples have really saved up for many years, these amounts of money, which are generally around $30,000. That is their life savings. And yet they can't always get their dream wedding or their dream house when they're realistic about you can't get everything. Your guys are good at that. Tell us a little bit about that and the psychology of managing expectations from a financial perspective. 
This is Sarah. Again, I think it's just all about smart money and dumb money. It's like, especially when you're planning a wedding, it's like, listen, put your money where it's going to shine the most, what's most important to you. Let's highlight those areas and scale back on the rest. Because again, coming into wedding planning, if they only have a small amount of budget allocated to this, then we have to figure out what to do with it. You know, if, if they could have chose a house and a wedding, they wouldn't be our clients right now. You know, it's one or the other. So we have to make sure that we can maximize it in the right way that makes sense for where they're at in their life at that moment. Right. And as a real estate agent, I have to listen to what's most important. There's no such thing as a perfect house and you're never going to find that dream home. But when you're on a budget, I should say, yeah. <laughs> you can find it if you're not on a budget. But if you're working with a budget, you, I just have to take what's most important to them, just like Sarah said she does with the weddings. And, you know, if it's a yard they want, if it's the um, extra bedroom so they can have an at-home office or the right school system. It's all of that goes into play and you just have to let them know that the list that you gave me isn't possible. (laughs) I will show you on paper, like here is the house that you're talking about and show them how much money that is and how much over budget. So then they get it. And um, it's again, exactly what you said. It's managing their expectations. Mm -hmm. You've both been in your field for a substantial amount of time. Nicole, you've been real estate, I think, full time for more than more than a decade. And Sarah, you're about the same. So you know what's up. But you also have seen the social media evolution and how that has influenced people's expectations. Tell me more about that. I mean, I think we had a donut wall in an episode. (laughs) I mean, you know, how do you you got well, you also and and to be fair, you see you have the, the wedding shows, but you also have these home shows where people have these dream shows. I mean, that really how has that changed? people's expectations in terms of what they prioritize and how far their money will go. This is Sarah. I think on the show, we did a really good job with keeping in with their budgets. You know, again, we're not trying to over show, I guess, over what's the word, over show them anything that they really can't afford. Oversell them. them. Yeah, exactly. Like we're trying to meet their expectations, but expand in those areas that were really important to them. So like when you refer to the donut wall with that one couple, that was something they, they wanted something unique that would run through social media. You know, they were, that's their era, their age. They, they were all about like a show stopping conversation piece at their wedding. So that's kind of where they, that came in. But again, I feel like the show in households nowadays helps you know, viewers know that there are certain things that they can't afford. They just need to be open-minded about the other areas, you know, if they want those specific things. Yeah. And this is Nicole. So when people are house shopping, they do a lot of it online now. So it's a good thing and a bad thing to a realtor. Yeah. Because a lot of those websites that they go to, they don't aren't updated. And so they think that these homes are available and the market is so hot right now in middle Tennessee and you know, Davidson County specifically, houses are on the markets for hours and then they get snatched up. And so (laughs) it's kind of making our jobs as realtors a little bit harder because they will send you this list and you're like, well, you know, stick with the list I sent you because this is what I, what's available. Like whatever you're sending me and you're finding, you don't have access to like the present, what's the real time houses. So that can get a little bit tricky. So the show was filmed before the pandemic. And of course, some of the weddings were affected by the pandemic. A lot's changed. So you're still in touch with a lot of the couples that you worked with. Tell me what's been going on with them. Have there been regrets? Have there been like, oh, I'm so glad I made that choice because of the pandemic and how I feel now? 
Yeah, from a real estate side, they're thrilled because housing prices are still going up. Mm-hmm. So the one they already have equity equity in their home and they just, you know, they've been in for like less than a year or about a year at this point. So I don't have any of my couples that chose house that are upset with their decision. Yeah, this is Sarah. Same thing on the wedding side. I think, again, the pandemic had a lot to do with wedding changes and, you know, stress and all of that kind of stuff. But all the weddings from the show, they actually did go through. They just, you know, had to shift around a little bit. So, but yeah, I think everybody had an amazing time. And no matter if it was eight people to a hundred people. What lessons have you guys learned in this whole process about money and psychology and the emotion of it and the practicality of it? I think we've learned more negotiating skills than anything. Yeah. yeah. And it's judging the couples and what's important to them when we make our final pitches at the end of the show. You can see in their eyes, like when Sarah mentioned the donut wall, like was going <laughs> to get thrown in like that boy's eyes lit up. Like he couldn't have been happier had she offered him a million dollars. I think he was just so thrilled he was going to get the donut wall. Yeah, we were just talking how amazing of a concept it is. It's so funny because, you know, when I'm planning weddings every single day, the the clients aren't saying, oh, well, I don't know if I can plan my wedding because we're about to choose a house, you know? So this is great that we actually have to battle for this and really try to figure out what's really important to them and what they want to choose. And it's interesting because when people see the title, the logical intellectual one goes, of course you would choose a house, but we're not wired that way as humans necessarily. I agree. And I love that. I get a lot of flack for for being the wedding planner. <laughs> People are like, how could you? What are you doing? I'm like, listen, love is love. It is what it is. You know, if people didn't choose wedding, it wouldn't be a show. Absolutely. You each brought a money tip for our financial grown-up listeners. Who wants to go first? Nicole will. Good. This is Nicole. <laughs> so I think it's super important to find a seasoned realtor that knows what they're doing and who has closed a lot of deals because the negotiations can get intense, especially in a heated market like it is now. And a good realtor can negotiate and literally save their clients thousands and thousands of dollars by the time it's all said and done. So work with a human and, a, and one that's the right fit for you. Oh, absolutely. The fun part is finding the house. And, you know, that's easy. It's after you write the contract and get to the closing table that everything can go sideways. And it does a lot of the time. So you need someone who is seasoned and knows what they're doing to keep everything on track and going in the right direction. Sarah, what's your money tip? I kind of ditto Nicole's thing that she said as well, like hire a professional first, hire a wedding planner, because going into planning a wedding, number one, you have to have a budget in mind. Number two, hiring a professional is going to save you countless hours of research and time. So if you can have, start with that and then also jump into it and talk about like your most important parts. Talk about like smart money and dumb money. It's like put your money where you really want it to shine and scale back on those other things. So well said. You guys are wonderful. I am waiting, 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 and hoping for a season two. In the meantime, where can our listeners catch up with you and uh, see what's going on in the meantime? Yeah. Hey, this is Sarah. And on Instagram, it is Southern Vine Co. Um, We have a website as well, which is just southernvineco.com. And I am on Instagram. This is Nicole. And it's Nicole Holmes Realty. And it's Nicole with an H. N-I-C-H-O-L-E-H-O-L-M-E-S Realty. Well, ladies, it's been such a pleasure to have both of you. Thank you so much. Continued success. And I hope to have you back celebrating season two very soon. Us too. Thank you. Thank you guys. It was so fun. 
Okay, my friends, let's review some of the tips from the ladies and that we learned from the show. Budgets sometimes can't budge. So sharpen your negotiating skills. The hosts often go to bat for their clients, getting creative deals from vendors and getting home sellers to cut the price when they can. You should always pay people fairly, of course, but there's nothing wrong with advocating for yourself or frankly, for your clients on everything you can. There are also times when you should not DIY, and that is especially true when there are large sums of money involved. That includes large events and homes. Don't make assumptions about what is right for you at a given stage in life. Don't get FOMO and don't let other people change your mind. Think for yourself. Take the time. As the show contestants do, actually look at the options and really talk it out with people that you care about. And if you look back and feel that you've made the wrong choice, well, you know what? Life goes on. Just like Nicole now has a sense of humor about her two weddings and how she wishes that she had taken the money and used it for something else. The truth is, every time we make a decision about where to allocate money, it is also not going somewhere else. Hopefully, we make the right decision more often than we make the wrong one but forgive yourself and just move on if you mess up because we all do. It is part of being a grown-up. Come on. Another part, celebrating life's grown-up milestones. I hope you will check out grownupgear.com when you are gift shopping this spring. It's perfect stuff for graduations, birthdays, engagements, new parents, new home, all the good things. And as a special promotion, we are going to give away one $50 gift card to Grown Up Gear each week until July 4th, which is Independence Day. And maybe we can also call it Financial Independence Day. Hmm. There are two ways to enter to win. Number one, take a screenshot of this podcast, post it on social media, and tag me at BobbyRebel1. Also, email that screenshot to us at hello at financialgrownup.com. The second way to enter is to write a review of the Money Tips for Financial Grownups podcast on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot and send it to us at hello at financialgrownup.com. And my close friends and my relatives, by the way, you guys, not eligible. Sorry. Big thanks to Nicole Holmes and Sarah Miller of Netflix's Marriage or Mortgage for helping us all be financial grownups. Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com. You can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown-up. The podcast and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free, but I need to have your support in return. Here's how you can do that. First, connect with me on social media at BobbyRebel1 on Instagram and BobbyRebel on both Twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my Money Tips for Grownups Club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And you know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. 
You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, help your friends on their journey to being financial grown-ups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time. And thank you for supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.